My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Andrew's with us tonight. We're starting to record a little bit early. I don't see Ed yet, but Zip's here. Hey, Zip, are, are you there checking? I'm fine. Yes, uh, I'm here. Uh, Andrew, yes. you there checking? I'm here. How are you? Good. Okay. Now, Andrew, uh, when he's traveling, he uh, has an alternate way of recording. Uh, and and uh, in other words, you're not home in your little home studio. Where are you? I'm in the uh, broom closet at the comedy club in Tacoma right now. <laughs> wow. In a closet. Well, Is that it's, an upgrade, it's like the broom a, closet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you've known, well, they have a green room. Yeah, if you've known our family, we've been waiting for Andrew to come out of a closet for a long time. <laughs> hey, so, hey, hey, hey. Oh, it's going to happen ow. tonight, isn't it? Ow, ow. Well, only, only metaphorically. Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a closet at the comedy club? What? Yeah, I mean, they have a green room, but uh, the headliner has requested that to himself. Apparently, oh. uh, I'm not worthy enough to breathe the same air as him. So but. you're not headlining tonight? No, just the opening act tonight. But I'll, I have my, I have more headlining shows coming up if you want. Check my so calendar. So is, is it Gallagher or Pauly Shore? Who's, who's, uh, <laughs> who's the headliner? Damon Waynes Jr. Oh, wow. Oh, He's a big cop. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, I just yeah. opened for him a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know we're both riding our dad's coattails, so we sure. get along really <laughs> Absolutely. well. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, tell him I said hi, and he won't have any All idea right. who I am. It's uh, perfect. I, I, I mean, I've Most interviewed him a few times, but it, it, he won't remember. Uh, what's in the closet there? Can you describe the smells and the sights and the sounds? <laughs> well, there's a bunch of signs and empty chairs and... Um, um, you know, tables, stuff that you need at a comedy club, right? In in, uh, in a pinch, and it's it, it doesn't smell bad though. It's a it's a relatively no. clean, no rats. What's the what's the three M ratio with your feet sticking to the floor in there? Is it one of those deals? <laughs> the three M ratio. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> no, no, just sticky floors from. Oh no, it's all. I mean, and, the the comedy club hasn't been open for six months, so. Uh, I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty new and uh, clean and inside here. So right, and nice. and didn't they switch the comedy club to a restaurant at one point during right. the pandemic? And they, yeah, it was basically just an Uber Eats burger joint. Got it. And were they making the meals and then sending them on Uber to people's houses? Is that it? Yeah, basically. Oh. Um, and they would they would have some dining in business, and they tried to do things. They played my uh, comedy special on the on the projector screen one night just to just to have like entertainment right but like i couldn't come physically say the words but they could play my screen (laughs) they weren't allowed to have comics yeah right because everything's uh, been so fair and organized during this pandemic absolutely yeah but uh we're back 25 percent capacity so that's a start and uh now i know how it feels to be in a higher tax bracket because 60 percent of my laughs are just taken by the government (laughs) and All right, I got to give you that one. That's pretty clever. All right, yeah, man. That's, All that's right. not bad. It's better than the Stormy Daniels jokes. <laughs> oh, the one during rehearsal? Yeah. So what was the story? You do know that Stormy Daniels is probably craving whatever attention you could give her. So explain it for me. <laughs> well, she hasn't responded to my messages, so she hasn't got that desperate yet. But um, uh, yeah, it was just a joke about the winter storms over the weekend. And it happened to be President's Day. So you take Stormy and presidential weekend, you know. That's good. So if it was Monday, I might have got the joke. Yes. (laughs) 
Maybe. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you remember. I mean, you don't have to work, so you don't know what days are holidays. Every day is a holiday. Well, President's Day, <laughs> President's Day was big because um, a lot of stuff was closed. So it was like another weekend day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so many things were open to begin with, so... Mm. Well, all, all those right. things that you frequent. So you were just in Oklahoma, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, Oklahoma. And you were trapped there because of the crazy snow. Well, yeah, I got lucky. My original flight was Monday, and basically I just got out of there with about a three-hour delay. So all in all, it was very uh, non You could have been trapped but there for days. Yeah, yeah, it snowed a bunch, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Our, sh- our shows got canceled Sunday. And when you, it took me an hour to get a Lyft driver because there was only so many guys out there in the snow. Mm. And, um, you know, everything is covered in snow. So um, I was actually calling like an old, I had to like Google what to do if there are no Ubers. And I was like, I just, you know, I don't know how, I'd probably Google <laughs> what to do if Google is down. Right, someday, and you but, have trouble, sure. <laughs> Yeah, but I I I called like an old school cabbie because the Lyft app was taking forever and and uh, I was I was like I got I got cash money just get a guy here <laughs> this is a real shady operation because I was like I just need to be at the airport by four o'clock and he's like we got you you know but uh, but uh, it worked out got a got a nice Lyft driver with a truck and uh, made it in plenty of time uh, I didn't realize cabs. <laughs> I didn't realize cabbies were analog now, you know what I mean? They're not yeah. an old hack cabbie. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely could hear him on the CB radio when I was calling him up, you know. He, it was not, I don't think they have an app yet for that. But No kidding. For the real cabs. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So you got home and you're, yep. and you're performing in your hometown, which is always easier, right? Um, yeah, there's definitely a home field advantage. Uh, at the same time, I've only been performing in red states for most of the year. So <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe these people won't, you know, maybe I've adjusted my humor to them and That's then true. these people yeah. won't like me, but who knows? Anything did you, did you adjust to red states? That's interesting. Cause coming from Seattle where obviously every, everybody's bleeding heart, right? And everybody has a Prius, everybody buys legal marijuana what else do all those uh, liberals in seattle do all the time <laughs> um i i don't know i don't uh, believe in stereotypes so i think <laughs> as a comedian their own how's that going for unique you unique individual <laughs> yeah um you know the, it was out. like uh it was some of the the trump stuff doesn't uh, get as big of a laugh out there for sure right, but of course um yeah. But when you mention like, you know, sometimes I'll have a built-in saver line if I if I know a joke is gonna be maybe rocky, and so I would say like, I know a lot of people don't like Trump jokes. Right before I went into some Trump jokes to try to smooth it over, right? And I would say like, I don't like them either, you know. But then I I I would add a thing that was like, or maybe that's just because I can only perform in red states, and then that would do really well. People would people would laugh knowing that I know. You know, it's like we have Who a conversation yeah. without yeah. saying words. Now, yeah. Is it that different in red states in, in, in terms of, in other words, like in, in people Seattle, people in Seattle, though, <laughs> the, they are people, but uh, but they're a stereotypical, generally speaking. I mean, stere- stereotypically, yeah. I believe they're stereotypical. Uh, but no, when you're in Seattle, for example, Trump supporters might 
be intimidated and not speak up, right? But if right. you're in a red state like Oklahoma, maybe the card-carrying blue dog Democrat is going to be quiet in the room because he doesn't want anybody to pull a gun on him. Is that also maybe a little bit true? I did get comments like that after after a show in Oklahoma. People would be like, hey, uh, I think I'm the only Democrat in there. You did great, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> Keep plugging away, but kid. So <laughs> so yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. I was listening to your mentor friend, Christopher Titus. I was listening to his podcast. And it's all about politics. And I was yeah. I was thinking that, uh, like, Trump and made everybody really about politics, right? Right. But I don't really care that much about politics. Like, I'm right. happy that it's back to normal, where they are normally trashing and being bigoted to each other. And it's just the normal level of idiocy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go deep into politics. I would stay with surface level stuff, you right. know. Right. Um, I wasn't getting into the Texas, you know, everyone's now an expert on the Texas power grid. I am. Uh, so I'll, Ask me know, anything. Follow, yeah. Ask me anything. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the morning the Texas power went out, uh, my friend in Baltimore texted me and said, so how do you feel yeah, about those birds the, now, huh? They're pouring antifreeze to try and thaw out the, the windmills. That photo is from Sweden in 2016, by the <laughs> way. I know, I know. So, you know anyway, you can tell so your friend. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know, and I don't care. And so today he was texting me about birds again. He goes, you know, windmills kill like 30,000 birds, including bald eagles every year. And I'm like, worth it. <laughs> and he said, so how do you feel about killing birds? I said, if I'm eating them, wonderful. <laughs> and at the at the time he was grilling something on his grill and he just laughed oh, it off Jesus. and said yes I've got one in the oven right now but I mean people people kind of got used to fighting about politics and some of them will and always have and you know one side is bad the other side is bad I, I turned I didn't turn it on your mom turned on Fox News today oh that's her favorite God. channel she likes it uh, she just likes she also listens to sports talk just because she likes to hear. You know, she just um, wants someone to talk to. She likes to hear jocks <laughs> fight. No, she likes to hear guys be, you know, up in arms about something. Anyway, so Fo you know what Fox's headline was? Teachers' war on returning to classrooms. And I'm like, it's right. not a war, right? Hey, I mean, anything can be dramatic if you want it to be. I, I mean, guess. that's the old saying is never let a crisis go to waste. That's why the very first day they're on Fox News going, the windmills caused it. And then, yeah. and then after they were like, five days, they're right. like running out of excuses, you know. Well, it turns out that 11 years ago or, or 2011, there was a problem with the windmills and there was freezing. And a government uh, right. agency recommend, yeah, you should weatherize these windmills for the next time it freezes. And no one did anything. In Texas. But it'll only be 10 years. You know what I mean? They'll forget about the last time. Yeah. The last winter storm was also like 1989 before that or yeah, 19 exactly. something. You know. And it's not so, like it was 1918 when the last pandemic was. It was 100 years ago. Right. You could say, I didn't know. But um, <laughs> I, anyway, right. do you, did you, is, you asked me about the Texas power grid. So do you know how much of the Texas power grid power comes from windmills? I think it's like twenty percent or something less than that. But I, you know, I'm not really. Uh, maybe, maybe you were on a different fake news site than I was. But it's ten percent. 
Sure. And as it turns out, because in the wintertime, the wind wind doesn't blow, it's almost nothing in the winter. So blaming it on those was completely wrong. Yeah, didn't they just cheap out on the hydroelectric machinery that froze up? Isn't that a that part froze up? Uh, it, and by the way, well, there were also even, their oil plants and everything else froze and up. Coal. Too, so I mean, like, you name yeah. it. If it's black and it burns, Texas is for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Please boy. don't go deep um, into that. One. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ted Cruz is lighting crosses on his lawn to keep everyone warm. So yeah, that's no. no, no. <laughs> Ted, did you hear what happened to Ted Cruz? That's today. You might have yes, missed it. Yes, yes, yes. He went to Cancun, Cancun and he came back and they they shamed him. And well, of course, Jesus. it's all they're all performative artists. They yeah. have no, they don't care. They're they're performing for the camera. You know, the the currency of a politician is retweets right now. That's all that matters. <laughs> so, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, he, did you hear his excuse? Yeah, my daughters wanted to get out of here. It's of course. Yeah. Oh, it was a pre-planned trip during well, a Senate recess. That's why we can't impeach the guy because it would cut into our vacation time. That's right. It's and, a whole process. Yeah, but on Monday he was telling Texans, "Don't go anywhere. Just stay home and hug your family. Unless your kids say, please take me to Cancun,' in which case you should hop on a plane." <laughs> so they showed him in the airport. Uh, unflattering uh, pictures of him, by the way, oh, which is fine. I, I'm, is there a flattering one? Have you ever seen one? Well, I mean, look, I credit the news just as much as these scumbags because, you know, the news is looking to ridicule people. Uh, unlike me, I, I want to understand where he's coming from. But anyway, he's in the he's in the airport. He's taken off. Uh, people are like whipping out their cameras because he had been on TV saying, "Don't go anywhere." That's the that's the whole point. And then then he turned around and came right back, and he said, "I was just dropping them off." But he lied because. Right. They found his reservation. His ticket, yes. He was not supposed Nothing to Nothing you back. do is ever going to be secret for the rest of your life. I, I, I'm so glad that it's going to catch some people who deserve it. Jesus. Right. Mm. Thank God for low-hanging comedic fodder. That's yeah. How about, hey, how about Governor well, Cuomo? You know. uh, <laughs> he's in a scandal, and he's a Democrat. Have you heard about that one? Yeah, I mean, everyone knew from the beginning that he put sick people together in nursing homes, and that's why the death rate was way higher there. But he got to play it off because, you know, people didn't look too closely at first because everyone was freaking out. Uh, That's not what I heard. Well, but you know what it is these days? Which news site do you go to? That's right. I I go to a lot of them. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know... Every single person has said, "Don't go out," and and Ben, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and Ben Keith went to restaurants and then shamed me for going to the gym. It's it's uh, that's why I just uh, <laughs> don't care. By the way, you know? and that's just what we do humans anything. do. By the way, well, did I do something right. wrong? What about that person over there? Well, I, that's why I've said from the beginning that uh, I'm out there. I'm not hiding from anybody. I'm doing my stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, if you do it in the open. Uh, Trump taught us it's not uh, Trump taught you very well (laughs) yeah yeah but uh, you know speaking of uh, Trump America is correcting a big orange mistake it made four years ago oh what's that and it's not Trump is it McDonald's 
has heard the complaints and is bringing back the fan favorite high C orange drink. Oh, after oh, oh, absence. oh. Yeah. that's big. See, now that uh, Trump isn't on TV, there's no longer a shortage of orange dye. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make a political joke. But anyway, um, thank you. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, did you? Uh, this is the. Uh, Kind of random, but Ronald McDonald, I was doing research, and he <laughs> was retired as the mascot for McDonald's in 2016. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nobody really noticed. He actually got canceled. Uh, people <laughs> blamed him for getting Trump elected because Ronald made Trump believe that clowns can be in positions of power. <laughs> wow! See, and those are like those are the political jokes I tell. Yeah, there no you one, go. You can't yeah, get mad yeah, at that. Yeah. That's yeah. just kind of hard. Is he now? Now is he rooming with Aunt Jemima these days? What's he doing? Oh man! <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a good. It's a, well, they're both. I mean, he's wearing white face and she's wearing black face, so I'm not sure. Uh, by the way, they the, did they did uh, whip out the like. new Aunt Jemima syrup. Did you see the packaging? Yeah, they called it uh, something uh, completely Pearl. unrelated. Pearl? I, uh, Pearl? I can't remember what they called it, but what was funny Pearl. is they said, so you're supposed to get rid of her, right? Because you said you were going to get rid of her. And I'm looking at the box right now. Hang on. It's got a picture of it. It says Pearl. You're right. Pearl yeah, right, Milling Pearl. Company. Original. But then, and this is like ridiculous. Same great Aunt Jemima taste. Um, oh, they still use the name. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Aunt Jemima. Same great Aunt Jemima taste. Jesus. Oh, hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Jesus. Wafers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, I know you have What'd to do, you do a, for a show Day? soon. So, Anything so, special? What's that? What did I do for Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah, um, sure. I, yeah, I was kind of a bad husband. I, uh, I mean, I wasn't really intentionally bad, but I, um, I, I made your mom breakfast. Nice. Uh, oh, which was okay. the nice part. That's pretty good. But I did forget to get flowers. Well, I didn't forget. I just don't, like, in the pandemic, sometimes I don't leave the house for three days. And so uh, we had dinner with our vaccinated neighbors... Uh, our next door neighbors are vaccinated. Did you now. share utensils? No, we didn't. Um, uh, but um, we're kind of quarantining together because <clears throat> nobody sees them and nobody sees us. Sure. Uh, and we're happy they got vaccinated because you know you always worry about the people older than you, even if you're old. And yeah. um, you know they're good people, and we we don't want any. We don't like change at our age, so we're happy there. <laughs> Anyway, so we, we did that, and then he had bought his wife a big, huge vase of flowers. And I was oh, like, boy. I was like, duh, flowers, didn't get the flowers. Like I'd failed, you know, manliness 101. And so the next day, I went to the grocery store, and I took a $100 bill out, and I bought a big bouquet, because grocery store flowers really are, they don't get the credit they deserve. They're great. But, and then I bought... Mm -hmm. Uh, since I couldn't take her out to dinner at a restaurant, I bought four top shelf bottles of, uh, what is she like? Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, that's, that's all the French I know. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to her, because she hates, by the way, when she buys wine, she always buys it on sale. And then does that whole two-buck chuck, you know, Trader Joe's argument yeah. about which is good and which is not. 
and and I don't because since I can't drink it and I don't know which is good and which is bad, I just go to the top shelf and buy the most expensive bottles, which she hates. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, just put a different price tag on it later. Yeah, I could try. This was only four bucks on sale. No, but she she oh, let's call it I, the Pepsi challenge. You know, she was like, "Why did you buy it? It's too expensive." Jeez. I said that we would have spent that on a dinner. And she was like, mm-hmm. okay. And you're worth it. There yeah. Well, I didn't say yeah. that. I got to be credible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Giving me good uh, uh, good life lessons here. Looking oh, that's uh, good. I can take those for my future Valentines. I'm helping you good. stay single. I, Speaking of that, uh, you did yeah. apply to be on The Bachelorette, right? Yes. I sent in an application. We'll see what happens. I think it helps if other people submit me too, but I don't. I also don't. Uh, you know, I recognize that I'm not exactly photogenic, so we'll see what I, ABC I, By thinks. the way, I, I saw people uh, harass you on Facebook, say, aren't you supposed to be good looking? Right. But you are good looking. It's, oh, thank you. You're biased because I look like you. So <laughs> I'm looking through rivers colored glasses. But no, I think you're pretty you're like, handsome. That's a good looking guy right there. You got hey, some, well, you got some okay. good hair on I you. A, you're in a you. closet and I'm not too year. worried about it. It's fine. <laughs> Oh man, I, I did not. I'm not in the closet. I had a Valentine this year. I didn't oh, say God. you were in a closet. Anything other than literally. So you used the word figuratively. I mean, you're in a closet literally. Sure, that's that's what you're <laughs> going for. You're known for your subtle humor. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yeah, I sent a girl flowers for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. um, but I'm an idiot, and I accidentally just sent her the seeds. Like I clicked on the wrong thing on the website, <laughs> so just sent her a box of seeds. That's awesome. But uh, I think it's a good test because I'm kind of a fixer-upper. So I'm like, hey, if you can keep this plant alive for three weeks, then That's maybe awesome. you have a chance with my seeds. You know. That's beautiful. I like um, seeds. I think I, I'm going to get your mother seeds. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. I think uh, if the relationship works out, you know, someday on Christmas, I'll buy her a Lexus, but it will just be all the parts spread out on the driveway. (laughs) Build it yourself, you know. In 20 years, I'll buy her a plane ticket to Sierra Leone. The diamonds are over there somewhere. If you still have fingers when you come back, I'll get you a ring. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Andrew Rivers. Andrew (laughs) Rivers at the Tacoma Comedy Club tonight. If you're... uh, uh, listening Laugh's to this, comedy co- well, this will be uh, this. There, we're all sold out for this weekend. So come to Laughs Comedy Club, uh, February twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Okay, so you're done at, nice. at well. Tacoma's sold out. People are yep. listening to this on Friday. Too late to get tickets. Laughs on the twenty what? Twenty sixth and twenty seventh of February. All right, beautiful son. Proud of you. You're doing oh, good. Oh, thank you. Take care. <laughs> Appreciate. Stay it, out of man. too much trouble. Doing my best. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Andrew Rivers, folks. So this has happened once before. Where what, Ed, Mr. Kelly? 
Ed, Ed is just not around. And uh, we were recording a little earlier because of Andrew's schedule, but now we're actually past the appointed time. Whenever this happened, was, yes. He was asleep the last time, as I recall. He was, he was, he he was slept, asleep. Overslept. One time. That could be the now, issue. Let, let's not talk about him behind his back for more than 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. That's my rule. Oh, uh, or I, I have this rule about talking behind people's backs. I would never say anything behind your back that I wouldn't say right to your face. Or give you a link to the podcast so you could hear about it. <laughs> That's awful. No, Jeez. but I mean, I worry a little bit about... there's Ed and I, we've been friends. We've known each other for close to 35 years, 40 years almost. And uh, But I, I, in a way, I don't really know him. And, I, and so when I know someone pretty good, but I don't really know them, I worry. Like... The last time he didn't show up, I was like, I hope he's okay. Yeah, no, I think he's, I'm sure he's fine. Well, that's you. He's a very, he's a very gentle soul. Yeah. You're sure there won't be an insurrection either. I'm sure they're just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Oh, no, no. No, but I mean, like, I mean, look, you and I are totally stone cold sober pretty much, right? Yeah. Uh, Ed, uh... I don't know. It's terrible to speculate like this, so I'm going to have to apologize to him later. But I like, I just worry what he's and I know and I know he's like, you and I are in um, what kind of relationships would we say? We are spoken for and potty trained and <laughs> on a short lease, generally don't speaking, be, you and me, yes, right? Yeah, so you definitely need to mention the leash. <laughs> Absolutely, but. Whereas, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. A pretty settled, uh, comfortable zone. Yes. In a short you know. couple of years, I've known Ed better. You know, he's, he's had a, a couple of girlfriends, always a little mysterious. He seems to have a really good one now, but we haven't met her or talked to her. I don't know. Do you think he's dealing fentanyl? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Man. I'm just trying to pull, and by the way, I don't have any reason to think that. No. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to pull something like out of the air that would be like you, uh, One shocking. thing I, I think is kind of unique, you know, he and I, neither, he, he's never been married, correct? He has never been married. And, and by the way, there's a sad story there, which he started to tell us that, you know, he was, I think he was in love once, but then the, the right one never came. And by, by the way. For most of his life, we're all kind of, you know, past our sell-by date now. But he's even one hell of a good-looking guy. I mean, a serious catch, Ed Kelly, and and a and brilliant. I mean, to all ends. Oh, and funny and entertaining. I mean, near as I can tell, genuinely funny people who can do voices are, you know, trophies, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I can't remember what show it was or when we were talking about it, but we were we sort of were commiserating. You may have missed it in the conversation, but about we were married to our jobs. 
you know, oh, and oh, he was yes. definitely a U-Haul radio guy. I mean, right, right. as much as anybody in the business. So I think that plays a pretty big part. Also, I mean, it certainly did with me. Lisa saved your life. Um, you know, otherwise, she would have been a yes, because she was gonna kill me for all the crap I did, and she didn't. <laughs> so in that way. <laughs> I was trying for a warm and fuzzy moment. I can't Boy, do warm and fuzzy. No, no. No, anyway, I'm not really. The stability. Yeah, I'm talking I'm not, about. I'm this. not really worried about Ed, and I and please don't take any of this all that seriously. But I don't know if you do this. Any of you listeners who are listening, like, if your kid's late and doesn't come home, don't you immediately think car accident? I ha- I'll tell you one thing I hate. I hate getting late night phone calls now. If the phone rings at, at, late at night, it does scare me, okay. without a doubt. It does By the way, me. I just got a text from Ed that said he's all set for being on 40 minutes ago. Did you send him a, an invite? I thought I did. Oh, for God's sakes, Bob. Could it be my fault? It could be. And look at this. We've right. already we've already made final arrangements. <laughs> I just I, I, look, I I've always you're, you're working on the eulogy, and I'll uh, arrange for. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about my son. One of my sons. I don't want to say which one, but there's only two. Okay. And again, we worry. We, we I mean, I worry about anybody I care about. Obviously, I care about Ed, and I care about you, and Spike, and Joe, and uh, a- anyway. Um, we're worried about our son at one point. I'm not going to say which one. I think I know who, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs> and so I had a guest. The one on, who was most. Sh- okay. I had a guest on the. Don't speculate. I had a guest on the radio show who was talking about drug testing. And they had this mail-in kit where you could cut off a lock of hair from your oh, teenager. Oh, okay. I know where you're going. Yeah, and yeah. you could mail it in and find out what drugs they used because I didn't know this, but drugs stay in your hair forever. Yes. Until you cut it yep. off. Yes. Yep. And so... You went in there in the middle of the night and trimmed a lock. Cut off a lock of one of our son's hair. And again, okay. it's just parental... It's just concern... I mean, it's probably wrong. Would you say it's what wrong? What of an incredible violation of his civil rights, Bob. No, by the way, uh, minors don't have civil rights. Yeah. I mean, they have a right no, n- to be alive and not to be well, abused, but yes. they don't have a right to privacy. No, no, I agree. I agree. So you'd think it was okay then? You're on my side. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. By the way, just a quick aside, and I hadn't done it in a long time. I looked at uh, Keith's site, his, you know, his portfolio of stuff. Oh, my, yes, that son, yes. Holy God, is that impressive. He's extremely talented. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's wild. I, I don't have to stuff. clip off any locks of his hair now, I know. <laughs> he's focused. He is. Oh, he's doing incredible. I mean, I, I, don't, I would brag on him, but I don't want to, you know, in any way call bad attention to him because I never know when I'm doing that, but I mean huge companies he's doing work for them oh Wonderful. yeah i mean the work you know, and the collaboration i mean he's really got it all going on it's quite amazing. amazing yeah yeah there must be Boy. some magic sauce between me and lisa yeah you now did that surprise if i said you magic that- sauce with andrew still here it'd make him uncomfortable <laughs> yes but- um, no, it absolutely did it, would. No, because I have—I never had kids. 
I mean, were you, do you sometimes scratch your head and go, how did this happen? Um, <laughs> you know, it, so well, you guys did, you did a nice job raising them. I well, mean, it's funny when credit. they screw up, I see myself in them. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and when they're doing incredibly well, I hope that's, you know, I, I it's, it's really, a, it's being a parent is the greatest thing in the world. It really is. Uh, and it's also, you know, it's revenge. For every mistake you made, um, you know, your kids find a way to remind you of it. If you're willing to be really honest, you know, if you're, if, if you want to, you know, say they shouldn't be doing this and then not look too carefully at your own history. <laughs> I know there's a, there's a certain careful yeah. forgiving and overlooking of facts. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah, it, no does it bug you at all ever that you never had a son or a daughter? Um, yeah, uh, regrets a little bit, a little bit, but, okay. um, but it, at, you know, and again, and I think you've said this in recent times, the world is so crazy. I just, in a oh. way I'm, I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that makes any sense. Are you, are you bummed you didn't bring your kids on the Titanic for this wonderful <laughs> vacation? I don't know. There's supposed to be an iceberg ahead. I'm fine. You know, I, uh, <laughs> and again, man, I made some. I made some poor choices career-wise in my time. Yeah, you would have had to. But, uh, you would have had to have a like. A, was it Oscar or Felix who had the kid at seventy years? You would have to have the kids late. <laughs> no, because when you were younger, um, you know, I'm lucky. I got sober when they were like how old? Like five and seven. Maybe it was three and six. I think it was three and six. You know, and I just so yeah, you know yeah. they don't. Uh, they didn't get to see. Uh, the, you know, didn't get to see the wreckage that, that time. Well, you know, that's the other thing too, as a bachelor, uh, I don't know. I, it, there, there were some dark years yeah. when I was a, yeah. a solo, you know, there were. So we, we should have been by law forbidden from having children. Actually, if you look at it, you know what the irony of it all is that I, I'm pretty sure, and I'd have to check with uh, 23andMe or one of those DNA companies. Don't give them but your I'm, DNA. But no, but I'm pretty sure I'm the the last in my specific line. I'm the last male Zipfel. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. And, you have and such that, an that interesting, bothers. unusual name, too. Zip is a nickname, but your last name is Zipfel. Yes, it's kind of a... Uh, you know, and are I'm, you I'm really sketchy. sure? Are you really sure there isn't another one on the planet? Um, I you know, I'd have to, I'd have to poke around and look. I, it's tough to tell because my real grandfather, uh, was out of the picture. My dad's father was gone when he was like 11 years old. He just kind of left the program. If mm. that makes any sense. Um, not was he nice was gentleman. he uh glug 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 like yes he was okay that's where you got a huge it. history in yeah. the male side of the zip they haven't told me which of my relatives gave me the alcoholism <laughs> i wanted to thank well i do know that my grandfather who was my, the biggest influence on me they say he was a teetotaler and, and i don't know if that means he quit drinking or he never drank but he was known for no thank you none for me I just, I just actually came up with an odd uh, observance. My father was a, a commercial pilot for many years. You oh. knew that, right? Yes, didn't I did. You know I, yeah, you got aviation you know, and, in your and blood. And typically, 
in those years, you know, the world traveling type, you know, there's a lot of alcohol consumption in a lot of hotels, not unlike playing music or, yeah. you know, working in radio, bouncing around the country. In other words, pilots, so pilots used to drink heavily until it became, until the cancel culture got at them. <laughs> what specifically no, does North- to, Remember Northwest Pilots? Yes, it was a thing. Yeah, the Northwest 17 cocktails right. and jumped on the flight at 7 a.m. Yeah. Do you know there's a pilot saying, I don't know if you've ever heard it, 24 hours bottle to throttle? You ever oh, heard that? No, I have not. But he, My friend Donovan, who's a pilot, who sometimes listens to the podcast, and I didn't throw that in there just for that, but hi, Donovan. Anyway, um, he used to say 24 hours bottle to throttle. And then there were some you know, p- pilots who got it wrong, and they said um, 24 minutes bottle to throttle or 24 <laughs> feet bottle. It just got the measurement wrong. But supposedly, if you're a pilot, you're not supposed to, uh, if you have a drink... You can't fly for 24 solid hours. One drink, even. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. So, uh, back to Ed. uh, I sent him an invite. I have a text from him saying he'll be here. So, he's either in the the middle of a big drug deal or (laughs) his internet could be down. That would be a a way better deal, right? That might be it. Yeah. Could be. Could so. be indeed. Right. So that that means it's just you and me. We get to further explore what are uh, our tr- travels and travails over the years. No, 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 no. 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 I, I, it's another thing. I don't want to always be talking about. Uh, people like hearing about the past. They like to hear the behind the scenes and the history of radio and all of that stuff. But I, I like to talk about today. You know, what's today. what's going on today? Not in the world either. I don't even think, I don't think we should talk about politics. I mean, it's hard not to, but there's so many channels that talk about politics all day. Yeah. You know, one of the things that is so true, when you call any of your, you know, like me or anybody in in our age group, your peer group, how long into the conversation before something about your medical condition is brought up? Is that usually the topic? All right, let's talk about politics. I've just changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about politics. Um, Ted Cruz just popped up on my news feed. Now, remember what happened. Ted uh, was caught at the airport going to Cancun after telling all of Texas to stay home and hug your family. And then when he got caught, he said, well, my daughters wanted to go to Cancun, so I just took them, and then I came right back. But then... It was revealed he was supposed to stay there for four days. Then he apologized. This is all happening today in real time. He says he regrets his decision to escort his daughters to Cancun during the historic Texas storm. And while he's doing that, while he's doing that, leaked texts revealed that his wife was inviting friends to a $300 per night Ritz-Carlton to escape freezing Houston. Jesus. Jesus. I, you know, and I saw a spin on a news story and honestly, I don't know if it was, uh, if it was, uh, you know, a comedic news story, but he was saying something like, you know, I figured people disliked me so much. I didn't want to come back and I was just going to gum up the, I made that had to be total bullshit then the story. I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, he says, was the decision to go tone deaf? Look, it was obviously a mistake. 
and in hindsight, I wouldn't have done it. They got, they're just playing a loop of him saying that on uh, Daily Mail. The, the British people, by the way, as much as we love, you know, Princess Di and uh, the, the, who are the, who's the current uh, uh, royals that live in here, as much as we love all them, the British people love laughing at us, too. He's he's one of those politicians who always has the magic eraser handy. Just start <laughs> start over. Gets rid of any political stain in minutes. That's crazy. Now I'm really worried about Ed. Well, I'm going to call him right now on the cell. All right. Because maybe uh, does daylight savings time start at a different time in Detroit? Could it be he's just listening to the program and it's it's so compelling? Well, that, that bothered me also that I'm talking about him behind his back. <laughs> And maybe I, I offended him before he I even know. heard it. Hang on. I don't on. think so. I don't Hang think on. So. Now I'm actually worried. You're not worried, though. I just saw a thing pop up on my thing. Motley Fool issues rare all-in buy alert. Oh, that's that's every day. Hi, Ted. Sorry, I can't pick up. Leave yeah. a message. Hang on I'll a second. Back. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Ed. Your gay parents, Daddy and Daddy. <laughs> Bob and Zip, we're here. We're worried about you. Are you around? Give us a shout. I sent you an invite. Bye. So the way this, uh, a little behind the scenes, this program that we use to do the show is amazing for podcasters. It's called cleanfeed.net. The uh, company was the brainchild of a couple of British guys. And um, it connects us all as if we're in the same studio together. And when I set up the session to record the night before each podcast is released, I send everybody an invitation. And it's just an email invitation. You click on it, and you're hooked in, and you have to have your microphone all set to your computer. But it's pretty simple. Every once in a while, I've, like, forgotten to send someone an invite because I no longer have a staff, and I have to do it all myself. Uh, You know, so let's turn this into one of those podcast mystery things. Okay. Uh, When did the text come in? We started early. We started early, but he texted me that he would be here on time at 8.36, and we started at 9.30. So he's really actually, and by the way, I don't want to knock Detroit, but he's in Detroit. Right, that, but that's, uh, that's still Eastern. It's a so. crime-ridden, massively <clears throat> dangerous city, Detroit. But he lives in a high-rise and relatively... He lives in Detroit in the hood. That's not well. I, you know, I don't. Having know. worked in Detroit, it's 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 not that bad. It's rough. Well, it's rough around the edges. It is still yeah. uh, way improved from you know since so, I was there. So I'll maybe maybe he walked outside and um, a proud boy handed him a bag and said, "Hey man, take this across the street for me, would you?" <laughs> I didn't know. Woo woo woo. <laughs> That's a terrible Stevie Wonder reference. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was really bad. 
Oh, As man. only a white guy could perform. Well, I made it a white guy. I made it a white guy joke. I didn't make it about race. Because <laughs> okay. we're all crackers. Girl. Yeah. We are indeed. Oh. Speaking of crackers, um, Rush Limbaugh did pass away. And yeah, I wonder when we get around to that. Well, I, I, I have mixed feelings about Rush Limbaugh. Um, in his early years, I really did admire him. And, you I know, I... say, I thought you did. Yeah, I get the whole... Like in the fun days of right wing radio, and you know, I even I even kind of had fun with that no spin zone guy on Fox. Yeah, yeah. You know, until oh, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, until he, yeah. you know, the whole molestation uh, and sexual harassment thing happened. But I mean, and Rush was, you know, he played a bunch of my twisted tunes. I'm wonder if he played any that you were on too, but he played walking around in women's underwear. He played Teddy, the red nosed Senator had a very shiny car. And if you ever saw it, you were probably near a bar. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> so kind. as a radio guy watching how successfully, and it was kind of cute, but then the longer he did it, the, it felt like he had to keep outdoing himself yeah, he tore through the envelope. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the entertainment. He, yeah, he didn't. You know, during the during his the uh, uh, Percocet or the Oxy or whatever the drug. It was scene. um it was OxyContin, and uh, I used to know the details by heart because I did a song about him. But the um, and it felt weird to do a song making fun of him after he'd played a bunch of my songs. I was felt like I'm sorry, dude, but you're the topic now. You know. Uh, but, um, you know, what happened to him, here's the thing. What happened to him could happen to anybody. You get prescribed the pills for pain. Oh, they, yeah, no doubt. No they doubt. make you feel good. Um, it happened to me. I didn't, I, I was near, I had knee surgery and I was near the end of the bottle of pills. Did he cop to it, though? Wasn't that the issue that he didn't come clean on initially, correct? So what's your definition of copping to it? You know, a mea culpa, like I, you know, yeah. He did, he did acknowledge it in his, in his way. I don't remember the exact words. I believe his maid went to jail. I mean, oh. someone who helped him, um, you can Google this by the way, cause I'm not going to look it up again. It's been years, but, um, but it, you know, it, it's all okay, but it proved that he was human and you would think that. You know, after being humbled for being human, you might have more empathy for people that you see as less than perfect. Unless, you know, thing, unless that's bad for your job. I was just going to say that the, during that time of that scandal, mm. I, he, um, I remember he, I'm pretty sure he said at some time during the scandal, he said, look, I'm just a person, you know, I'm an entertainer. I mean, don't take me too seriously. You know, you know, the, the guy on the radio, don't take me too seriously. Right. I'm just an entertainer. And now we're going to blow up some feminazis and have some <laughs> collar abortions. <laughs> those know? were things he did. And and those things started, that, like, they rankled me a bit. And then he called that woman a slut because she felt that birth control should be uh, covered up with insurance. Uh, and is it? I don't even know if it is. I think it saves us all money if birth control is covered. Uh, 
Well, I mean, the the, the, temp, the entire temperature of political correctness, like we often talk about the fact that the, the early uh, Twisted Tunes are completely out of whack politically correct. Oh, I did. Most and they of them. And t- they were yeah. timid, tempered, uh, the tepid, you know, mm. in terms of, of what was, you know, at the time. Rush Limbaugh said, uh, Rush Limbaugh, let's see, uh, he turned himself into authorities in 2006, uh, charged him with fraud to conceal information to obtain prescriptions. He was yeah. doctor oh, shopping. That's right, okay. That's what it was uh, in Palm Beach County. He and his attorney left an hour later. He was fingerprinted and photographed, posted a $3,000 bail. They had been investigating him for three years. He had publicly acknowledged being addicted to pain medication, and he'd even entered a rehab program, but then he was back doctor shop. And this is the part uh, you and I as 12-steppers, we can understand, right? I knew what I should do. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> it seemed like the right thing to do yeah. at the time. Anyway, uh, authorities found that he had received about 2,000 pills prescribed by four doctors in six months at one pharmacy. See, now, jeez, mm. dude, go to multiple ph- I don't I'm not saying this out loud, am I? Uh, Limbaugh pleaded guilty, steadfastly denied doctor shopping. So, no, he didn't mea culpa. Oh, okay. okay. And the charge will be dismissed if he complies with court guidelines. So that... Uh, he said, I've maintained from the start that there was no doctor shop. This is where I miss Ed right now because he would do Limbaugh. I know. I just, maybe that's what Ed. Maybe he's maybe, doing a, a rush uh, eulogy VO. For or so maybe much. he's lying on the floor with a bottle of Oxycontin next to himself. <laughs> I'm worried taking, about him. Taking the impression a little too far. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, he he hedged. Um, uh it's you know it, it it sounds a little similar to the Greg Allman thing when they came down on Greg Allman and his cocaine use and he had the pharmacist in Macon and uh, the roadie end up taking the rap for him and went to jail and Dickie Betts never is going to talk to Greg Allman again and, right you know it, it, and they probably do you think uh, you know from, due to his comment commentary they that's why they took so long to investigate him and really hammer him when they did finally get him. Don't you think? Well, that's the other thing is why do you follow him for three years unless you're targeting him? See, that's the other thing. It's, you know, uh, I mean, bust the guy right away and get him into rehab. Isn't that a compassionate way uh, to deal with this? I don't care if he is, you know, political talk show host. doesn't matter. Or if he pissed off the wrong guy who was driving into, you know, to work at the sheriff's department. I hate that Limbaugh guy. I'll fix his wagon. Here's another part. This is the part about the maid. Rush Limbaugh paid, quote, substantial blackmail to a former maid before she told law enforcement and a tabloid newspaper about his addiction to painkillers, his attorney said. I don't know what your definition of substantial is, but mine is where she keeps her mouth shut. Uh, Attorney Roy Black said, this is fascinating. Limbaugh could not complain to authorities about the maid's demand for $4 million because... They would use the information again. Blah blah blah. blah. Oh, yeah, it was a mess. It was just a total mess. That was that story from two thousand three. So they ended up getting him in two thousand six. 
crazy. Nothing good happens after the first half a dozen pharmacies. Bob, <laughs> yeah, that's the yes, yes, that's right. Uh, so did I tell you what happened to me with the ox? And mine wasn't oxycontin; it was oxycodone, which is just Vicodin, right? Mm-hmm. And I say just Vicodin. You can already hear my stinking licking. Yes. <laughs> But I'm taking them for my knee surgery, and you feel good. And I'm, you know, I had to. I took. I followed the instructions, and um, getting down near the end of the bottle, and my head started saying, "You know, the pain's not really gone yet." Me I, like. Me like. I should get one <laughs> like more bottle. Cookies. And I was actually rehearsing. You know how, like, when you were a little kid, you rehearsed going down to tell your mom you didn't feel well so you couldn't go to school? <laughs> okay. That's the one I was going to, uh, like, the doc was the teacher, you know, and I was going, uh, I was like, uh, you know, I'm not really, fit if I could get one more. And, th- and then I heard myself thinking that. And I had that Bilbo Baggins moment. You know where Bilbo Baggins has a chance to get the ring and, and Frodo, uh, you know, he's talking to Frodo. You and he's always just, make these references. I never read one. You never watched is that, that. Is that Harry Potter? No, <laughs> it might as well be to you. <laughs> but anyway, the ring is a addictive evil. It represents evil and addiction. And, um, and he's free of the ring and Frodo's carrying it. And, and the ring corrupts anybody who has it. And, mm-hmm. and, and Bilbo's like, I could hold it for you for a little while if you like. <laughs> and Frodo goes, no, it's mine. And you realize, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's very sad. Oh. So it was like that. And, and I mean, that's, I used the, in my inner Bilbo. <laughs> to get out. You know, uh, Quick aside, personal uh, reference to that. Um, I never, ever, and even when I broke my shoulder, they gave me Vicodin because, I mean, it hurt. You had it. (laughs) That's right. Recently, last year, do you still have any? Is it in your medicine (laughs) cabinet? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, I went to the police drop-off box, Bob. Did you really? No, no. But- but I never, I you know, it's thankfully. there in case of emergency, right? Do you have a like in case oh, of emergency break glass? <laughs> no. But the point is, is that I never, it never did anything for me. Like cigarettes, the first time I smoked a cigarette, I mm. got sick, you know. But <laughs> the first couple of drinks I had didn't have that effect on me. There was, yeah, this isn't bad. You know what I mean? In other yeah. words, my body told me what I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, what so we're not cured, though, was. right? That's the whole deal. We're not cured. We get a one-day-at-a-time reprieve. Well, and again, with me, it's just the insanity of it for me. <laughs> it's the trouble it cost me in my yeah. life. It's just beyond beyond comprehension, really. Pretty mm-hmm. nutty. I, so had I, some, uh, I had some stuff to talk about tonight, but I really wanted Ed there to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's pretty edgy been, stuff. We've been John now for an hour anyway. Yeah, pretty close. Good. Oh, I do want to tell you about a show. Uh, and, you know, I, Lisa and I binge watch shows, and I, and I review them for you. And I tell you when they're really good. Okay. This one, do you ever watch a show and you go, it's not that good, but I'm into it and I'm going to watch it anyway. Screw it. I don't care what the critics think. Yes, I do. This is one of those. Uh, I am a huge fan of Brian Cranston because of um, Breaking Bad. 
I saw him interviewed on Fallon about this show. I haven't seen it yet. I got to watch. What's it on? It's okay. probably on I'm the gonna, surface I don't get. I, I'm going to get to that. But first, let me just say, Breaking Bad, If you, have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Oh, God. Are you kidding me? I was addicted to that. You were addicted watched, to it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Know the whole story. I know yeah. the dialogue. Let's put it that way. All right. And Breaking Bad, it was like Sopranos, like so many, uh, like Dexter, like so many great, great, like Ozark, so many shows that are out there. It was groundbreaking, and it's one of a kind. And anyone who hasn't seen that, you know, you could you could watch it anytime. It's timeless because drugs are timeless. This show is called Your Honor, starring Brian Cranston. And I'm glad I'm watching it. We're enjoying it, but at the same time, I know it's not on the level of Breaking Bad or The Sopranos. It's not. The premise is pretty pretty cool, though, right? The I mean, well, from a dramatic standpoint. And so, uh, like, big. when you when you're a big uh, get, when you're a big star, and you're an amazing actor, and you're at the peak of your career, and you get offered stuff. You know, it's a big business decision, not just for you, what show you take, but also for Showtime, who has this, or HBO, or, you know, Prime, or whoever else, has Apple, um, because there's big money behind these shows. Now, I don't know how much you got paid, but I'm sure it was a backup of Brink's truck, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the thing that I both love and don't love about this show is in some ways it's really derivative of Breaking Bad. Well, they call that a vehicle for the actor. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, in other words, <clears throat> it's it's like if Leonard Nimoy got a show and they were like, these ears don't look at all like Vulcan ears, trust me. <laughs> we're not typecasting you, but you're going to be all about logic and you come from a different planet. But trust me, it's a whole different... <laughs> Yeah, I, you so, know, I know what you mean. All right, so let me, and again, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give anything away. Um, he's a hell of an actor. He's, he's that an is outstanding I, actor. You just, you just nailed why we're watching it and why we love it. He is so, I don't think the show is as good as he is, but he is so freaking good as an actor. In fact, I'm watching the show and I'm going, I don't really, you know, I'm not buying the premise that much. How is he going to get out of it? There's no way he's going to get out of this one. And then you just watch his face and you go, holy shit, he pulled it off. So the, the show is called, I'm going to give you less than a preview you would read online. Yeah, yeah and be careful now. Tread lightly here because okay. you normally give it up. Give uh, up to I have a hard time of diarrhea of the mouth. I know. All right. What? No comment on that. No laugh. No, <laughs> no chuckle. No, I, it wasn't even a joke I've to you. Long, it was just I've a long statement agreed of with fact. That comment. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. So, no alternative fact here, yeah. folks. So, the same story on Fox or MSNBC. So on Brian Cranston, Your Honor, he is once again an upstanding member of the community. On uh, uh, on Breaking Bad, he's a teacher, good all around, basically a good guy with morals and integrity. In this case. It doesn't get any higher as far as morals and integrity than being a well-respected judge. And the kind of judge who's a great judge of character, who stands up for the little guy, 
who, you know, like right off the beginning of the show, you go, I like this judge. Oh, I'm going to like him. And I thought it was just like about a judge, right? Yeah, yeah. Only this judge. Don't care. Careful. (laughs) Tread lightly. No, but like Breaking Bad. Circumstances can cause you to have to not be who you would like to be. Let's just say that. That's not giving away much, right? No, no. And uh, I don't, no, I've never seen it, but I did hear him describe the premise. He did. Uh, okay. In a, uh, on a junket. And here's what Rotten Tomatoes says. Um, Brian Cranston is powerful as yet another father with nothing to lose. Okay. A father with nothing to lose. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I, I would tell you right off the bat, it may not be for everybody because it's not... Uh, it's not a critic's darling. Uh, however, audiences like it more than critics do. And I'm, I um, go with audiences usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and there you go. It's Do on, me a favor yeah. before I forget this, too. Um, uh, what, is, what did your son, Keith, think of Breaking Bad? I thought the cinematography in Breaking Bad was, like, riveting, too. There was something about the way they shot that. Was that um, it's funny you would ask. I don't know what Keith thought of it because it was Andrew who turned me on to it. And um, and I was worried when he turned me on to it. He was like, oh, I don't know if you should be watching this. And he was like, I'm not 12 anymore, Dad. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if Keith's ever watched it. You see, the thing about Keith and Leanne is they've had a couple of girls. So oh, okay, their yeah. world revolves around Disney characters, princess yeah, dresses, yeah. and, you know, I'll talk to him about anything, the news or anything, and he doesn't, you know, when he's in the car, they're playing sing-alongs on their way to Disneyland. Yep, yep. And I, I'm envious, actually, is, you know, and I'm sure he and his wife watch, you know, some edgy stuff maybe after they go to bed, but... Probably less time a, to have to from do that because he's quite a cinematographer. I'd be curious to. There was something the way they, but just the camera angles and stuff. I was fascinated by it. Oh, I, on Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just it really was, good stuff. It was edgy for its time. If you haven't seen it, anyway. right. well, um, that's it. We left Mystery a message of Ed for Kelly Ed. shall be resolved hopefully in our next broadcast. Wow, I is he, he's got to be asleep. We try one yeah. more time. No, no, that would be rude. Yeah, right? I'll let him be. The only thing ruder than that would be if he ever hears what we said about him behind his back. <laughs> that you said behind his back. You were there, dude. <laughs> Go find <laughs> Yeah. All right, Ed, we hope you're okay. And uh, yeah. tune in again uh, next week, Wednesday and Friday. On Wednesday's show, Spike and Joe join us. On Friday's show, Andrew Rivers. And we will also have some special guests next week to be announced. The world's gone crazy. <laughs> And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip.
Don't ever let me be 